Hello and welcome to the Massive Attack podcast. This is the special time of year where it is the Christmas specials. 12 days of Christmas specials as we normally do on this podcast. So what I thought I'd do is I'd do the call around to my podcasting friends to come in and do 12 days of Christmas specials with me. So for day one I thought I'd better ask the most Christmassy of Christmas people I know. He puts the Chris in Christmas. It is Mr. Chris Fresh. Welcome. Ho, 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 hey now. Um, look at me on Massive Attack. Um, <laughs> is in a winter wonderland, hell has frozen over. I, I really do love this time of year. And Mitch talking to me about recording something other than Hey Hey It's the Podcast sounded delightful. <laughs> um, not that I don't love Hey Hey It's the Podcast. And talking about Christmas and particularly what we're going to cover on this episode, mm-hmm. um, I jumped at the chance. I had offered the opportunity to talk about this with Davey Damaged and maybe one day he'll take me up on that offer, but he fresh aired me. Oh. Pun slightly intended. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, so for those, if this is your first time for the Massive Attack 12 Days of Christmas specials, what we do is... For 12 days leading up to Christmas, we'll pick a movie or TV show or episode or something very Christmassy and we'll discuss it. Normally it's with Joe when we don't go into, we know each other. Because I have a new guest here, I thought, speaking of David Damage, totally rip off his ideas, which I don't know if he ripped it off from the toy power as well, but anyway, you know. Well, I believe he's currently working through a Billy Joel song on his podcast, so oh, he really? can't complain. So yes, so basically we're going to get to know you. We don't really get to do no. this. Um, well, full disclosure, Fresh, Fresh and I, um, we actually do do a podcast together. Do-do, mm. I just said do-do. And it is the Hey Hey It's the Podcast where we, sounds like we talk about Hey Hey It's Saturday and recap. We, we've known each other a long time. but uh, A long 20 years? Yes. More, longer, longer <laughs> wow. than 20 years. That's, yeah. that's scary now. 22. We're, so we're doing a little bit of getting to know you. I, I forwarded you some questions just in preparation. And as I always do, I ignored the notes completely. Okay. So most of, I had a bit of a scroll just before. Yeah, just but I don't like run sheets and notes. Some people like to be prepared. And I am not one of those people. All right, so it's a very Christmas base. We have established that you do like your Christmas, so I think we'll figure this out right now. We'll just start. Do you have a favourite Christmas song? Okay, so you've gone for song, not carol. Yeah, Um, I I thought I'd make it a bit more broad. And this is where you know this episode's going to be a long one because it's a debate. Right. I do believe that the ultimate Christmas song is All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey. Oh. You hear that, dun, 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 and you just either groan or you grin. Me, I grin. Um, Mitch will attest at the last Wrestle Rock, I trolled Halloween by going, I refuse to wear a costume, and then Mitch adorned me a Santa jacket and Christmas hat, and I played All I Want for Christmas Is You, expecting a heel reaction, yeah. like the crowd are going to turn on me. Mitch, the crowd did not turn on me. They joined in a sing-along. <laughs> I think they were just excited to see Titanic back in the room. Uh, well, they I were. They were. Um, of, or did you get any Titanic heckles from the crowd? No. No. It that was too long. That Big Boris been. was on the show. Yeah. It was too confusing. Um, yeah, it's for new and improved. Um, he's he's um, Titanic 2000. Um, I, I do acknowledge that, but like for personal favourites, I'm a bit of a classics man. Mm-hmm. So I love Silent Night. Yeah. Beautiful. Like, I, if done well, it's amazing. Um, the Carol of the Bells, haunting. Like, you hear it, like the John Williams version from Home Alone. Brilliant. Um, so, I I do like those types of songs, but I do know that for the sake of this epi- um, exercise, 
you're going to play, I believe, the song that we choose at the end of the episode oh, for a I bit I of sizzle. Yeah. And it would be remiss of me not to entertain our listeners with a song that I do like, but a version that I came across because I have young children uh-huh. and I love the Wiggles. And they're, uh, my daughter, who's now 15, her era of the Wiggles had Sam as the yellow wiggle. He had a voice of gold, Sam. Um, and at the time they did a Christmas release called It's Always Christmas With You. And my kids still watch it many times over Christmas. Mitch will tell you, we watch the same specials over and over as background noise. Michael Buble, this. And on Always Christmas With You, the absurdity of Joey Fatone... <laughs> Of NSYNC fame. <laughs> the dude that I'll never forget was selling off his estate and a part of it had the sort of omens, life-size replica, and I was, it always just stuck with me. But Joey Fatone does a version with the Wiggles of Oh Holy Night. Yeah. I remember you showing it to me. You say, you got to check this yeah, out. And he sings like an angel and it's like, move over, Timberlake. Jay, like... J.C. Chazez, is it? Like, I don't know. Get out of here, dude. Lance Bass. For Tone, what a star. Like, And me, as a Christmas thing, Mitch got me a NSYNC Joey <laughs> Fatone doll for Christmas. Um, but I actually think it's a really great version of that song. And I'm, I grew up Catholic, but I'm not religious. But I, I love the faith and the drama of carols like they're essentially hymns mm. you know and you know oh, oh holy night is a dramatic song you know you know fall on your knees you know um and yeah it's a it's a beautiful song and joey fatone does a great version so i'll treat listeners with that but yeah like i do believe it's all i want for christmas is you is the greatest christmas yep. song of all time but for the sake of you this you want the fat one yeah yep. give me how dare you give me for tone and yeah, and if that answer doesn't just show you how nuts I am about Christmas, I don't know what to tell you. Well, we did watch what two Bublé specials before today, and a Rod dinner. Stewart, and a Rod Stewart <laughs> special. So yes, we're all in the Christmas spirit here. Um, all right, describe your perfect Christmas morning. For me, it's always that being woken up by the kids. Um, Santa's been the excitement. Um, going down there. I wish I was a 70s dad where I just sat there in the dressing down with my nuts hanging out and a cigarette <laughs> hanging out of my mouth um, and just snapped in a photo in the background <laughs> as the kids excitedly opening up a, a toy. Um, but no, I I just... It's not about what I get. Mm. I, I love watching people open presents and me giving gifts. I've always been like that. And I remember when I was young, I, I, I felt like... I was missing out on Christmas because, you know, I was 12 or 13 and, you know, Christmas isn't the same at that age, but I had young nephews. So I would sleep over at Christmas Eve at my sister's place and I would set up a sleeping bag in front of their doors so they they couldn't couldn't sneak sneak out to check the tree, but they'd also wake me first. So I got to watch them go to the tree and discover their presence. I did, I sent a block them. But yeah, I just... I just love that. It's it's the best. It's you can have the worst year possible and in that moment it's just the best. Yep. Even if you're not getting what you don't want, you still enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
What about foods? Are there favourite Christmas foods for you? Yeah, like if you can get a bit of crackle rice, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm not a pork man. Just the crackle. But a bit of crackle and some gravy is some good stuff. My sister does turkey and I'm not a tryptophan fan. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm Don't a, I'm a, trish, a bit of roast lamb, get me some chicken, some good roast potatoes. I'm a, you can tell I'm, I'm a, a meat and potatoes, potatoes man. Yes. Good gravy. Um, I like some rum balls, some chocolate. With rum? No, no, no. no, no. Okay, let's let's talk about the process because yep. I make them. Like the myth was somebody else used to make them and it was like, no, it was me. Yep. You, you get your Marie biscuits. Yes. You crush them up. Yep. You, you put them into a bowl. Condensed milk. You get your condensed milk, your Cadbury cocoa mm-hmm. and some um, coconut. coconut. Yep. Roll them into balls. You've got the bowl. It's a messy experience. Yep. I've done it watching Carols by Candlelight and Christmas Eve a zillion times. You roll them into a bowl, dip them into designated coconut, get yep. your plate started. Yeah. You work a circle. And you, that's how you do your rum balls. Yeah. Um, I love choc ripple cake. Yeah, so easy. Or, always, oh, and so delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, always a good thing. What do you put and on top? Anything? Sorry, uh, a bit of flake. Flake? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Not a mint crisp? Uh, well, yeah. No, no. Um, I'm not a pavlova fan. Um, I don't like fruitcake, so a lot of you Christmas traditions, not for me. Yeah, most of them. Um, but if you've got rum balls, chocolate ripple cake, and some chocolate mousse, and some roast lamb, potatoes, and some cheese, I'm a happy man. Yeah. yeah. And gravy. What savages don't Who's have gravy? Make the gravy? My brother-in-law <laughs> Gary's going to make the gravy, and he makes the best gravy, and he hates gravy. <laughs> it's fascinating. Can't stand gravy. When I see him in with that silver pot that he's had since '86, and I see him with the spoon and he's whipping up that gravy, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Look at that! It's so he's got a right gravy thickness. boat. Huh? He's got a gravy boat. So I've got a friend mm-hmm. who's going to be on the show. Bit of sizzle, mm-hmm. Nick. He, um, he's. If you had a gravy boat on a wedding registry, they'd buy it for you because it's like if you ask for one, you're getting one. Yeah, but maybe Christmas is the only time you ever get to use it. But I think I'm now in a new abode and beginning a new life, and I think I want. An electric, a Canbrook electric knife like my parents <laughs> used to have. You know what I'm talking yes. about? It's like a chainsaw. Yes. And a good Watch gravy. The first ten minutes of the new Dharma show, you'll know all about that. Oh, and, a, and, a, and a good gravy boat. Yeah. But they're usually white now, your gravy boat. You don't get the old school metal. Like, who's going into, let's be honest, who's going into Maya and getting the old gift registry? You deserve what you get if you don't go in lieu of, we have an established home in lieu of gifts, we would prefer cash. Yes. <laughs> get to that. Good on you, Nick. Get them. <laughs> Uh, How did Nick get you a gravy boat? No, we didn't have it on our registry. If you ask for it, you get it. I cashed you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, this this question is particularly for you, but everyone else is mm. going to get it too. When does your Christmas tree go up? Mitch is asking this because it outrages people. So, uh, my daughter has a birthday on November 3rd. So, it cannot go up before November 3rd. Even though, as Mitch has heard, she has demanded... <laughs> It go up. It's usually within the first week of November. Okay. Now, people go, why on earth would you do that? It's too much Christmas, blah, blah, blah. December 1st, is, as I call them, you know, will berate me and stuff. December 1st is with a live tree, I understand, because you've got to keep it alive. Yep. And I love live trees. They smell amazing. If I'm going to go to the trouble of doing those lights and putting up those decorations, I want a good two months. Now, I used to bring it down quickly yeah like christmas would end that's oh, it that christmas was my over. next question when's but it come down i'm d- i've now gone I, i'm not a new year's eve person mm-hmm. i'm keeping it clean for your podcast <laughs> um but 
I do like just sitting there on New Year's Eve, having an alcoholic beverage, watching the ABC, bitching about the New Year's Eve coverage, and just the Christmas lights still up. You know, it's nice. And then probably by the second, I want it down. Because I remember coming over, I think, on like the 27th, and it was gone. It was gone. Christmas was over. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think I had it in my head. I wanted an intense period of Christmas where it's all excited. And then I'm out. You know, that's it. Um, But now it's like... uh, Let's just enjoy it. Yeah. But you can't I can't enjoy November, December if it's there in February. If it's there in October. You know, I give me two I'm allowed to have two months. Yeah. And you definitely milk it. Mm-hmm. What is the most stressful part of Christmas for you? Because you like buying gifts, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, do. It's a fun part. For me, it'll be different this year for the first time in a long time. It used to be my family are all on the other side of Melbourne, um, so it's at least an hour drive, an hour and a half drive. It's my brother's. That drive back and then stopping in at the other family, and they're not Christmas people, but you're doing it out of obligation, and you just want to go home. Like, you're so tired. It's been a long day. You've Play eaten. with your toys. You've eaten yeah. like a maniac. You know, the kids are tired. Like, that's a bit of a drainer. You know, I just want to go home feel sick eye off that choc ripple cake in the fridge and go I reckon I've got two more scoops in me (laughs) (laughs) do you have a now I don't know if it's the one we're going to talk about today but do you have a Christmas movie a favourite Christmas movie you watch them all favourite yeah I've got a Mitch will tell you I've got a heavy rotation of movies I watch the one we're going to talk about is sentimental to me just in it's always been there it's hard pressed to go past National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm. Is all. I he goes. I feel it really portrays really well the experience of Christmas in a funny way, mm. and it has its emotional moments and stuff. You know, with Clark, you know, finding the old footage and he's watching him as a kid and he's all of that. You know, and it's still funny to this day. You know, I know people don't like Chevy Chase. I don't mind. I'm a Three Amigos guy. Yeah. I'm a foul play guy because yeah. I'm old. <laughs> you are old. So I think it's I think it's Christmas Vacation. Not Christmas Vacation 2? Bruce ruined a Christmas Eve once when he goes, how are you, mate? Um, I've got I've got a hold of Christmas Vacation 2. I go, there's a Christmas Vacation 2? He goes, yes. He goes, and it's got the original Aubrey, not Juliet Lewis. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's a good thing. And he goes, no, I prefer it. And he, <laughs> people won't know what I'm talking about. And he came over. Well, actually, people probably, more people than you think would know. And he comes over and it's on DVD. And he pops in this Cousin Eddie travesty because it's, based on Cousin Eddie, it ruined that year's Christmas. Oh, like no. That's how bad that movie was. Um, I, I say Christmas Vacation, but it remiss of me not to mention Elf. Elf. The Alien Life Bomb. No. Um, I do love Gordon Shumway. The Will Ferrell Christmas movie is flawless. Like, as a movie, not just a Christmas movie, I think it's flawless. I thought I've not seen it. And I was going to make you watch it tonight, mm. but we didn't get to it. Because we had to get Leparis. Yeah. <laughs> um, we watched a sort of Home Alone. But if you get me in the right mood, there's bits in that movie at the end. I tear up. But I'm a Christmas tragic. Yeah. But Elf is perfect. But like longevity Christmas vacations being around. And mm. the movie that we're going to talk about, while not a cinematic classic, it 
it's it Christmas to me. Yeah. Yeah. Elf is without that we wouldn't have Iron Man or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So. Favreau. Mm-hmm. I, I, you're gonna love Elf and then be mad that you didn't watch it. So you haven't shown your kids Elf? No. I look. I, I'm not one to call you a bad parent <laughs> in a public forum. You're a bad parent. That's fair. Uh, do you have do anything special on a Christmas Eve? You heard. Rolling rumbles, watching Carols by Candlelight. Um, sorry, Sydney. Carols in the Domain is a pretender to the throne of Carols by Candlelight. Um, you know, like Uncle Doug leading the choir. Um, Jason Fabry in the background um, for people that used to listen to The Fresh Factor online. Um, obscure podcast reference. I've been around a long time. Um, when I was a kid, my parents, the tradition was they took me to McDonald's. Because mm-hmm. people might not realise this, but McDonald's used to be a treat. Yeah. Like it wasn't just a, oh, I'm getting a happy meal after school. Like it was a big deal to go to McDonald's or like Bell Street. Yeah, sorry. Yep, mm-hmm. Hi- West Hodderberg or Hodderberg Heights, uh, Hodderberg, uh, West Hodderberg. Um, I'm trying to think. It'd still be Hodderberg West. Mm. Let's say caught now. I was just reading a murder, and Hodderberg West happened the other way. Do you read about it? No. Somebody from Bandura was caught up in it. Oh no. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. So, Mum and Dad would take me to Macca's, mm-hmm. and it was. I've got photos from it. Even that somebody had taken. It was a big deal. Like that, they dressed up. <laughs> Took me back and said, look, we're poor. <laughs> um, but what I think used to happen is I've got to confirm with my siblings. I've got older siblings. I think they would be wrapping presents ah. and helping mum and so dad. getting you out of the house. Yeah, yep. it's getting me out of the house, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yes. Like, that's what I would do. But my other, like, slightly tied in, it's not Christmas Eve, but on Boxing Day, do you have a Boxing Day question? Uh, no. No. I don't want to spoil it. No, no, no. So Boxing Day would be going to Uncle Max's and visiting Nan. Yep. And my Auntie Judy, um, who I adore, would always every year, as my present wrapped, and... I considered it one of the greatest gifts I'd get every year. I anticipate it. She'd wrap the McDonald's calendar. Beautiful. With those vouchers. Yeah. And like if you gave a kid something like that now, like are you talking about that thing where I can just go on my app and get the (laughs) specialist? But for me, it was like, I got the McDonald's calendar. Like I've actually got one hanging in my kitchen um, from 1988, which would have been the last time mum was with me when I received a calendar. No vouchers ripped. Like it's in mint. um, It's mint. Did you track that down? Huh? Yeah, I did. You did. Um, you like uh, Mitch knows, I've hunted a few childhood Christmas treasures that are obscure. But yeah, like him, yeah, it was Macca's when I was a kid with um, mum and dad. They dressed up in their finest. I, if I can find a photo, I'll send it to you. You can <laughs> use it. Of dad probably wearing a green suit, sitting in Bell Street Macca's. <laughs> was there one Christmas present that you really wanted? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Castle Grayskull. My ever, white whale. Did you? Well. <laughs> did you ever get it? I was going to ask. Knows the yes, I know that you did eventually get it. Did you ever get it for Christmas? No, no. So I get the box. Let's tell the stories. Get out of the way. It's like all I wanted was Castle Grayskull. Obsessed. I, I'm not going to get into the trade story. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to Geek Dudes Media. for that. So geek yeah, dudes. yeah. But so I get to the tree, and there's a Castle Grayskull size box under the tree. Pretty, pretty recognizable. Uh, yeah. And I'm looking at this thing going, yes, finally. Like, because you got to understand, places are really expensive. They were, they were the Christmas and birthday gifts. Yeah. You didn't get them any other time. It was that big box gift was either in those special occasions where you get something that big. Yeah. So. And like, 
I grew up in it, it was a ghetto when you think of Olympic Village, you know, like and it was like housing commission, public housing. Dad was a storeman for Gadstons who used to make packaging and I think Vizzy bought them now. They'd make your Milo tins, mm. um, the Ghostbusters two Coke cans, Ooh. um, all that sort of stuff. And mum didn't work, you know, so mm. like we were it was real tight at home. And you weren't the McAllister family then. Not the McAllister <laughs> family. Um and I I assume my siblings probably helped mum and dad out in getting gifts yep. um, and stuff. And I see this box and I unwrap it and I'm like, finally, Castle Grayskull, you know, for drama, I see the Masters of the Universe logo. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of purple yep. on that box. Oh, no. It's Snake Mountain. <sighs> Snake Mountain's a cool gift, but you don't want Snake Mountain if you don't have Castle Grayskull. It's like getting Panthor before Battle Cat, Skeletor before He-Man, but the thing was, Castle Grayskull wasn't coming. <laughs> you know, it's not like, a, well, at my birthday, this money's going to be found and Castle Grayskull's coming my way. Castle Grayskull wasn't coming. They'd made their choice. Mm-hmm. It was like when Ray wished upon Gozer and got a Stay Puft Marshmallow <laughs> Man. I got a Snake Mountain. And the beauty of it is many years later, I would pay $1,350 for the Super 7 version of Snake Mountain. Um, but yeah, I've got many Castle Grey Skulls now. Yes. Do you want one? I'll go to the garage and get you one. <laughs> like, don't think that stuff doesn't mess up kids. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm facing one. I'm looking at it right now. I know Larry from Alternate Worlds Comics. He couldn't get what he used to call Yoda's house, which is the yep, Dagobah. The Dagobah. I think he got eight of them in the end because he missed out one Christmas. So yeah. it became that chalice that is yeah. like, I need to get them all. Like Castle Grey Skull is a thing, a status. Oh, well, so I never so had one. I, I never had that or, or a Snake Mountain. But I'm looking here. There's one, two. There's a few three, kicking about. At least three. Two yeah. Snake Mountains and three Castle Grey Skulls just in this room. Yeah. So, yeah, you've made up for it. Slightly. <laughs> One Christmas movie I've never watched, and it's always I'm like I need to watch it. There was a movie called Prancer in the yes, 80s that I had dramatic that. cover of like this rain day. Mm. Rain. No, that's my goal is this season. I'm going to try and watch Prancer. Prancer. After all these years, I've gone. <laughs> that, and, I'm, and Mitch and I were joking. There's a Michael Keaton Jack Frost movie that I've been too scared to watch because there's also a horror yeah, movie. 1980 or 1990, like within a year of each other. There's two movies called Jack Frost. One is about a serial killer who becomes a snowman and kills people, and the other one is. <laughs> Um, Michael Keaton is a family man who becomes Jack Frost, a snowman. So, yes, you don't want to get that wrong. No, and because I've just assumed... Because I think Michael Keaton as Jack Frost on the cover looks terrifying. Yes. I've gone, I think that's a scary movie. I can't watch it. But now Mitch is telling me there's two Jack Frost that came at the same time. Okay. All right. If you could travel anywhere in the world to celebrate Christmas... New York City. That was quick. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it snows. Yeah, it's New York. Go to the strip clubs. No. Yeah. Old New York. Pick up gum and start chewing. <laughs> oh, that's an elf reference you want to get. 1970s. No, no, not no. Pimp oh. New York. <laughs> I'm going to be terrified. Nah, yeah, look, it would have to be New York. Mm. And take out about 10,000 people. I'd like to be there for New Year's Eve too. 10,000? Um, yeah, because there's a lot of people in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, don't you think it looks cool? Like, Oh, yeah. Um, Jules and I, Jules got a funny video of it. Like, we walk down Fifth Avenue and there's a Christmas store. And there was a documentary or a news piece on Michael Jackson. He was walking around a closed, expensive shop. And he's buying Fabergé eggs or something mm-hmm. outrageous. He's going, oh, look at this. And Jules in this video, he could probably give it to you. He's following me around going, look, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas. He loves Christmas. And it's very funny. And I'm just tired and grumpy. And I'm in this thing going, I'm going to get one ornament. 
from this New York toy store as a memento. Do you know how expensive a Christmas shop on Fifth Avenue is? I, I could imagine. I couldn't even get the Statue of Liberty with a Santa hat. Like it was really? so. Oh, I just didn't want to spend the money. It was just wow. so expensive. But yeah, New York. I'd love to be a white Christmas. Would be nice. Like for those that, if you're overseas and you're listening to this, it's summer here. Mm. Like we, I, as I, and for the past few years, it's pretty warm yeah. on Christmas. We haven't had a wet Christmas in a while. Like it's been pretty. What was that one Christmas when everyone's laser light and fiberglass like? Verandas got broken with hailstorms. That was that terrible one. I was driving in the freeway on that when that happened. So, funny story about that was my eldest brother, I was grumpy mm. and I wanted to go home. My eldest brother messed with me and everybody could tell I'd had enough. Mm-hmm. And I'd left early-ish, you know. I was just tired. It'd been a time, probably fighting and, mm-hmm. you know, all this. Family. Yep. Yeah. And, um, no, no, wife. Um X um, and we're, and we're and I'm like I'm out, so I drive home, mm-hmm. and because I left 45 minutes earlier than everyone else, guess who didn't get hit by that storm? Oh, no. Guess whose windshield got broken as he was driving back to Melton, yeah. and it was like karma, <laughs> Christmas karma came and got him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're right. That was terrible. Those storms. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, generally it's been pretty hot. Your last Christmas, you were in queue for a rat test. I remember you were messaging me. That's right. I um, nearly missed my recap. family. <laughs> it yeah. was sort of like got the message in the morning saying, "Oh, by the way, you were, you were at a site." This was back when we we cared about you know. COVID. Yeah. And it was sort of like, "Oh, you were at a exposure site, so you need to isolate." I remember I was looking at the queue and going, "Poor Mitch," because I, drove past I it, have to yeah. drive past. I go up Bell Street, yeah. And I didn't in the end. I drove to it. And mm. turned around because there was no way I was getting in within four hours or whatever. Yep. So I was like, I'm just isolating and coming back tomorrow. And then they must have got a lot of complaints because they ended up sending a message a couple of hours later saying, oh, if you're showing no symptoms and this and that, you can you can go. Because it's yeah. Christmas. I understand it's been really hard on everyone, but let's really appreciate this Christmas because it's been tough Yeah, the past few years. It certainly has. Well, this might make us all feel a bit better. If you were Santa, what bicky biscuit would you like left out for you i think it has to be your your coles decadent shock chip in lieu decadent of not being chip. able to get the ac no i don't oh, think really? I, I don't think australia's choice is still a thing mitch like if you can go into a kmart and find an ac <laughs> choice um uh, australian choice um vending machine and get yourself some cola you let me know a clear cola maybe um but no um i i like your chock chip cookie mm-hmm. um because you know, Santa doesn't want you leaving him out a mint slice. It's going to make everything else taste funny. I do like a mint slice. I like a choc teddy. Choc teddy there. Well, not bad. I, I mean, I love mint in the fridge. chocolate, but to, I don't know. It doesn't work for biscuit for me. Um, are you a, do the Mitchells leave out a carrot for the reindeer, or do you go screw the pets? No, we do that. I'll get no. to that. No, oh, sorry, I apologise. Right. No, 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 no. Um, where did Santa leave your presents? Always under the tree. Always under the tree? Always. You didn't have a special spot? No. No, okay. Because you were essentially an only child with very older siblings. Yeah, yeah so the next eldest for me in the family, for context, he's 14 years older than me. Okay, so, yeah. so you were it. Yep. It's yeah, all yeah, about yeah. you. Yeah, it, it was. like, yeah. And I had a good run. And then my nephew was born when I was nine and party was over. Oh, <laughs> like Bart. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I got the turtle van, I think, when I was 10. And I was like, yeah, enjoy your last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> last Christmas I gave you a van. All right. Is cash or a voucher an acceptable gift? Hmm. For me, I'd prefer no, right? Um, but if you ask my teenage daughter, 
like, does she want a Sheen voucher? Um, she probably does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you don't know the person, yeah. Um, I think if you care about the person, go out and put in some effort and have some fun trying to see if you can make them smile on Christmas Day. All right, so if anyone gets a voucher from you, you don't care. Is that what we're saying? No, it means I cared about you enough not to get you something you don't want, but I gave up. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, like, you know, it's like, like Sal is an example. I'm not going to go get her something it's like tats pack or movie voucher exactly. it's like there you yep. go sell merry christmas only because there's no point doing that where with you or with jonesy it's like i enjoy i hope they don't have it yeah and i hope they're excited to get it because whenever we get together and we give our presents it's that cringe of yep. you're opening you're and you're looking for the reaction going is it right do they have it yeah <laughs> and you usually get jonesy going oh i've got it but it's i enjoy the process of opening up a present and stuff like i used to be a jerk John Edwards is this guy that claims he can talk to the loved ones and he, he'd talk to the audience. He goes, I'm getting that, you know, an, an auntie, a blue rose, um, auntie rose. Um, th- and, you know, he'd go through this process. It's all at work. Yeah. Um, so I, for a while there, would pick up the present, figure out exactly what it is immediately and going, I'm getting a bob, <laughs> a blonde bob, muscles. I'm getting muscles. You know, and, <laughs> and being a jerk and working through knowing it's going to be He-Man. Now, I mean... You've got very particular taste, action figures, Star Wars, mm-hmm. wrestling, those sort of things. I do too with my Superman and wrestling in the day. We're hard to buy. Uh, I mean, we we are, but I always say try and go for something that you think I wouldn't buy for myself, but that I wouldn't throw away. Mm, and it's a hard sweet spot. Yeah, Mitch did really well last year in... He did personalised Masters of Universe, like they look like the backing mm. cards, with... A characterization of me and think, and I love it. Like it's on display. Mm. It's a real personal thing that I can't get. You know, it's a lot of effort, but you know, it, it is it is tricky to buy for a collector. But sometimes I do appreciate the effort too. Mm. You know, like famously for a birthday one year, the great Ben Mills, which is another story for another podcast. You could do a massive attack <laughs> on Ben Mills. He just randomly turns up. And he knows nothing paper. about toys. Eccentric dude um, holding a vintage King Randor. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, happy birthday. And he just hands me this. It's a $250 <laughs> figure. It's like complete. <laughs> I go, Ben, where on earth did you get this? <laughs> I rung and asked, what would you like? <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, I'd like a King Randor. That doesn't mean you go out and spend that money and buy, you know, one of those presents where you're like, yeah. I almost feel bad that mm-hmm. you got this for me. Um, so yeah, it, it can be it can be hard in that regard. But I got started on the Super 7 Turtles. I said I was going to be out and Mitch or um, Eddie from Action Figure Blue, somebody was saying, oh, you know, All-Star's got a Raph, you know, mm-hmm. and Raph's my guy. And I suggested on my Chris Kringle thing because of the limit's $100, you know, All-Star Comics have this Raph, you know, it's my favourite turtle, you know, if you want to get it. And I remember I opened the RAF and I looked at it and I go, that's a pretty good RAF. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I didn't just get Raphael, I got debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you would have had empty shelves here. Yeah, where would I be it. without those Super 7 Turtles that are now $120 a figure? Yeah, and they're still yeah. coming, yeah. And they're still, um, it's not stopping. No, fair enough. Just and like if Poo. <laughs> and the last... <laughs> Uh, the last question for this is, do you have a Christmas song or movie that you can't stand? You're very Christmassy, and I know you'd probably get a free pass to most of them. Well, Christmas Vacation 2 um, <laughs> that was, that was did ruin Christmas. I don't like it 
But it's on my playlist. McCartney's Christmas song. Yeah, it's a stupid song, but I, I, I know. it's charming. I, and I was listening to it the other day, and Matilda and McCoy go, ding dong, ding dong. I'm listening. I go, what is this? And I was like, play it again. Just yeah. play it again, Sam. Like, yeah. Because I, I liked it because it was just a thing you heard. I didn't think about it. And then I heard a podcast, absolutely tear it to shreds, like the, the quality of the lyrics and everything. And it's like, yeah, it is stupid. Mm. It's got a great tune. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Matt McCartney. Yes. You, you'd almost think he's got talent. Yeah, almost. Um, oh, and honourable mention to great Christmas songs that perhaps not all listeners have heard. Mm. Um, Don't Let the Bells End, Christmas Time by The Darkness. Okay. Such a good song. Like, And uh, The Darkness are funny. And my daughter this year, she goes, this song, it's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh. she goes, don't think I don't know what Bell's End means. <laughs> and I start giggling <laughs> like an idiot. Because, um, yeah, it's just him just screaming out, Bell's End. And I, 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 how can you not laugh at that? Like, <laughs> it's genius. So English. Mm. All right. Now, a quick fire round of either or. Mm, okay. All right. Turkey or ham? Ham. Carol's by Candlelight or Carol's in the Domain? <laughs> Carol's by Candlelight. Mariah Carey or Michael Bublé? Michael Bublé. MCG Test or Sydney to Hobart Yacht Race? MCG test, but you're a bum if you <laughs> don't cross over. <laughs> if you sack anybody for not going to work. Milk and cookies or beer and carrots? Uh, milk and cookies. One gift on Christmas Eve or exclusively all on Christmas Day? Exclusively all on Christmas Day. Father Christmas or Santa Claus? I grew up with it being Father Christmas because Dad was South Australian, mm-hmm. but Santa Claus. Get up early or sleep in? I get up early. Mm-hmm. Gift wrap or bag? Gift wrap. Elf or the Santa Claus? Elf. Nightmare Before Christmas or Muppets Christmas Carol? Muppets Christmas Carol. And I hate a Christmas Carol. Home Alone or Gremlins? Home Alone. Bad Santa or Jingle All The Way? Jingle All The Way. Love Actually or The Christmas Prince? Haven't seen The Christmas Prince, so give me the cheating movie. Um, Sleep in or an afternoon nap? Afternoon nap, yeah. All right. That's it. I think we've finally got to know you and... You probably know like too much. Christmas. Oh, you think I like Christmas? <laughs> I think so. Like, if I want to know. So we've clocked in, according to my account, at 36 minutes. Wow. I, I want to know, does anybody dare take on the king <laughs> in length of time going through their Christmas answers? Like, who's going to be the shortest and who's going to be the longest? And I'm usually the shortest in most things, Mitch. Oh. Uh, um, so we'll see. All right. So, so let's get down to it. We're just yeah. going to talk about the movie. Now, what movie did you bring to the table for this? So I bought Santa Claus... The movie. The movie. Not The Santa Claus. No. Which is probably the more well-known movie, the Tim Allen movie. Yes. Um, that's spelt with an E on the end because it's meant to be a legal, oh, the yeah. Santa Claus, you know, and ah. he takes on the suit because of the legalities of the um, Santa not, dying. Not it's a terrible know. premise. We can okay. get into that another year. Where Santa Claus, the movie, was the 80s big movie experience of the story of Santa's coming to the big screen. Mm-hmm. And it stars, I don't know his name, so I'm just going to call him Lebowski. He plays the big Lebowski in The Big Lebowski. Um, David Huddleston. Huddleston. Huddleston, thank you. Yeah. I was close. Yeah. And Dudley Moore mm-hmm. as Patch the Elf. So... The reason I chose this movie is I have watched it every year my entire life since I saw it in the cinemas. Okay. I taped it off TV. I might have missed a year, you know, because it probably wasn't on TV for 18 years. But so for those that don't know, Mitch probably got the facts, but my memory of it is dad would always read the Herald and I remember seeing in the paper of this ad for... Santa Claus on the big screen, and I was. Santa. You were always a Santa fan. You were a Christmas oh, fan. I was then. Christmas yep. crazy. Always like I think when life's hard, 
mm-hmm. having one day to be magical. excited about is mm-hmm. magical. Um, and I saw this and I would pleaded, can we please go? Movies were expensive too. Well, <laughs> I, I, I've never seen I only watched it with you last week for the yep. first time. And I, I remember it. Like I think it was, I don't know if it was one of those Cotties two for one meal. Oh. Remember back in the day when yeah, like yeah. Catch That Bird or The Boy Who Could Fly? There were certain movies of it over the Would holiday have the period. Sticker and yeah, yeah, and I seem to remember this one being advertised a lot. But I don't know. In 1985, I was 12, and it was just maybe. And for context, I was six. So it was like, for me, it was I just wasn't interested. I don't know what I was looking for. I always had in my head that it came out in '86, but maybe I probably did I here in Australia, yeah, yeah, where we were always yeah. behind. So yeah, I was probably even older, but it just didn't interest me for whatever reason. I remember seeing the ads, and I saw his crazy-looking sleigh that he builds, the Dudley yep, Four builds, and I I would have put it down as a Dudley Four Morpheum to go back to foul play the other day. But it is not. It no. is a David Huddleston movie. It is, <clears throat> and he's great. Like he is such a good Santa, and I think that helps the movie in. You believe this dude is Santa? Well, like I said, I just watched it for the first time last week and I was like, he's a good Santa. Because I've watched with Joe over the last eight years, I think we've been doing these Christmas specials and there's been quite a few Santas over that time and so he's up there. Mitch is a big Superman aficionado. I am. And did you get some Superman vibes from this movie? I did. I looked at the start and I go, oh, that's um, the Selznicks produced this, who produced the Superman movies and all this sort of stuff. And then as I was watching, I can't help him but read the IMDb and the trivia, and it was actually directed by the person who directed Superman, uh, Supergirl mm. and produced by the guys who did the Superman movies. And it's like it sort of had that vibe and, and look and feel. It was a very 80s film in that way. Yeah, and the, the thing is with this movie, there's nothing cheap about it. Like no, it, it The sets and everything. Going on, it yeah, was an yeah. expensive film. Yeah. yeah. It's not a well-known movie. It's not a popular movie. I don't think it gets play it's not a christmas classic but to me it is i would have thought it was but uh, yeah reading more on about it no because uh, maybe i hear you talking about it a lot more but i do remember it as a kid being advertised yeah and being around but i just never i think for it. me it's tied into christmas and getting excited and stuff i was torn between wanting to talk about this movie and wanting to talk about on cartoon connection agro the last two weeks leading into christmas how it would switch yep. over to christmas programming mm-hmm. and we could have spent maybe another time but those two things from an entertainment standpoint, really remind me of Christmas, you know, like the Rankin Bass stuff and that, and this movie. Um, so aesthetically, they're Christmas to me. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, there's a guy that I really liked. I really gave Thirty Rock from the Sun, Thirty, um, what 30, was it? Third Rock from the Sun, Third Rock from the Sun, Thirty Rock, 30 rock, rock, rock okay, different Third <laughs> Rock from the Sun. I gave it a go because there were two movies I loved when I was a kid: Harry and the Hendersons. Mm-hmm. And Santa Claus the movie. And that's John Lithgow, who is the villain mm. in this movie. And he is so over the top. And Mitch blew me away with a factoid. Yes. Who was considered or turned down the role of playing the villain in this movie? Oh, it was Harrison Ford, wasn't it? Harrison Ford! <laughs> well, how close he got to even playing it. I think they, Harrison, would you like to? No. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't picture it at all. Lithgow is such a good heel in He's this. He's hamming it up. Like, it is so over the top. Like, there's a bit where Patch suggests... Um, so, Lithgow owns a terrible toy company. They rip a head off a teddy bear and, like, nails and sawdust and glass are falling out of it. And, you know, he's, he's, trying, to get his, he's trying to get his reputation back. But we don't want to get bogged down in the plot. You should watch it. Patch and Santa have a bit of a dust-up. He goes into the big city and he, he sees an ad for BZ Toys and he pitches to him 
we can, oh, we can we, make something. We can, for the kids. we can make something for the kids. And BZ's hearing this, and he goes well. He goes for it all too easily. Yeah. But well, Pat, he's got the court case against and, him, and he goes, "Well, you know, how much we're going to charge people for this?" And Patch goes, well, "It's going to be for free." And he goes, "For free!" And it's like such a good uh, shit headline. And Patch is going, "Oh, look at the color you're going. It's fantastic. It's like a candy cane." Because <laughs> I didn't know anything about this film, so yeah. I thought it was about that Patch character going yep. off on his own. Which is it was probably marketed as that because Dudley Moore was a big, big star name. at this point. And not seeing Elf either, I thought, because I know that's about Will Ferrell being to understand as elves going back to like New York or wherever yeah. it is. And I thought it would be the similar film. So I don't know what Elf is either, but like I'm totally wrong on all these things. Yeah. Oh, now I feel like maybe Elf is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this movie was meant to be, I guess, really commercializing. S- Christmas into a cinematic experience. Now, Disney would go on to do it with the Santa Claus mm-hmm. franchise. You know, probably better than anybody. You know, say what well, you will franchised about it, yeah. the third one. Because that was yeah. part of the thing. So, Patch makes these lollipops that they give to everybody mm. and they make you float. Mm. And it was all, yeah. You because know, it it's made of, of the magic dust that they give the reindeers. Yeah. So, yeah. and that was fun. So, they wanted to commercialize this because he gave it away for free. But BZ, John Lithgow. He wanted to come up with how do we how do we top this? How do we make it another Christmas one? too? Christmas <laughs> too. <laughs> it like, yeah. And it was sort of taking a piss out of that. And you've got um, Joe, the homeless kid, who was like Eddie Furlong before he, Eddie Furlong came along. There's the chick with the terrible haircut. Mm. But like, there's I was telling Mitch because it's funny when you watch movies. Um, like, even though it's not what he's eating, when Gwildor's hoeing into the ribs and he's holding the bucket, it makes you want KFC mm-hmm. because you think bucket KFC. And or maybe it's just because I'm a fat guy. And every time there's a scene here where Joe's hungry because he's homeless and he's staring yeah. into a Macca's. Every time I watch, it, I'm like, oh, I could go to McDonald's. Mm. Like there's a guy really obnoxiously slurping on his Sprite and his Macca's cup. Um, that's another thing I miss, Mitch. Yeah. How good was when Maccas would do s- festive decorations around the cups oh, yes. and stuff? You know, you get the wreaths and you stuff. Get your the anymore? The mint period no, and all that. No, sort of it's oh, pineapple. It's, no. Oh. Yeah. No, they're all out I'm on nostalgic that. Nostalgic for Maccas now. Um, yeah. When you have it, your toilet won't be nostalgic. <laughs> but like now, something about this when we watched it last week. Not only because you're rearranging a lot of your collectibles and that. Yeah. I noticed just. Happened to be mm-hmm. out. There was the Scholastic book for Santa Claus the movie and the com- Marvel comic adaptation. And you kept wanting to read it. And you I wouldn't was let me open the plastic. Mitch like, no wanted spoilers. to spoil the movie as he's I about want, to watch I it. To read as I like, why don't you read the novelization of Elf as we're watching it as well? Yeah, I I like collecting stuff from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get the soundtrack, the vinyl. I want to get the laser disc. Um, love Shannon Easton that much. I've got the VHS twice. Thanks, Davey. <laughs> Yeah, I do like Shana Easton. Well, like, there was a I song like Catching the Morning Train. There's a song at the end by Shana mm. Easton about It's Christmas All Over the World. It's a good song. And I was reading it's up on Christmas that again and I couldn't find it, but apparently Freddie Mercury recorded the first version of that mm. and he mixed it and said, no, no, so they went with Shana instead. And what did he go on to do? The Highlander soundtrack. <laughs> but he was doing that at the same time. Mm. So yeah, it was sort of like, oh, okay. Flash Gordon, Highlander, and Santa Claus. Yeah, it's one of those movies where I don't know I can recommend it because I understand it's not a cinematic classic. But I don't. I think if you've got kids and you're just sitting around looking for a fun Christmas movie, it's not the worst. I don't think they're going to be bored watching it. It's not boring. Like watching it now, mm. you know, when it's how many years? Thirty plus yeah, years yeah. old. It's. I didn't expect it to hold up. It's expensive. 
like mm. looking at it because it's all practical. There's some puppetry for the reindeers and there's some real reindeer scenes and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's all real. There's no CG here. There are some dodgy special effects when it gets to that point, but mm. most of it's practical. The sets are big and huge and colourful. There's plenty going on. It was funny for me going in expecting a Dudley Moore comedy. And it, it's <laughs> no. definitely not that at all. That's a, a se- serious kind of There's Christmas not a lot of humour. Like, I mean, no. John Lithgow is over the top. But everything else is sort of played fairly straight. I would love a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to recast a reboot, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, you really are ripping <laughs> off that podcast. Um, Dave's Video Graveyard, you should all check it out. But, you know, like, I think... The next best Santa since this portrayal has to be Kurt Russell's. Oh. Like, as in just Can we play Dreamweaver? We yeah, don't have ju- the Yeah, thing. just... No, yeah, we're um, jerry-rigging this. Like, just for his, like, look and appearance. Oh, yeah. 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 I enjoy Russell. Tim Allen's smart-ass Santa and stuff, you know. I've like, seen them. Are they worth it? The Santa Claus movies. Yeah. Oh, you got to watch it with the kids. Have you watched the series? I will. Okay. Like, we saw, like, we saw it go up and it... I promised Hunter Home Alone... Mm-hmm. For a week now, okay. Um, and Seth was like, oh, "The Santa Claus series is up," and mm-hmm. I, Christmas has caught on with my kids. Yes, I could tell. Um, yeah, yeah, today. Yeah, we, we like, I'm watching tell. my favorite Santa Christmas movie. And you, if you noticed last week, Hunter got pissy because we were watching Santa Claus movie <laughs> yes, and we'll, we go to bed. I mean, not many people get sent. You know, the kids get sent to bed so we can watch a 1985 Santa Claus movie. But oh yes. no, it was bedtime. <laughs> yes. Like in fairness, I didn't go. No, you can't watch this Christmas movie. Go to bed. Sort of it came was out like ten like, o'clock at night. I, I heard some jaunty music. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, I don't know if he used that word, but I'd laugh if he did. Uh, but yeah, no. If you got kids, I'd, I'd definitely check it out. Is it on a streaming service? Because when I no, you said you. Stan. Oh, was it? Yes, Stan. Yeah. Okay. I don't have Stan. Yes, because I said, oh, have you got it? Because, yes, I can play it off my stand if I can shoot to your TV from my phone. And you said, I've got it on VHS. Maybe on Laserdisc. (laughs) (laughs) No, I looked. I don't have it on Laserdisc. I was disappointed in myself. But, yeah, no, it it was exciting to me to go into a cinema and watch a Santa Claus origin story on the big screen. Yeah. And it will always, for the rest of my life, it will be something I watch every year at Christmas time. And Mm. that's when I know it will be Christmas. I won't watch it outside of the festive period mm-hmm. because that's what makes it special. Yes. Um, it's not like when I was staying in Dallas and I was sharing a room with Duck mm-hmm. and I'd get up and Duck would just be in the lounge room watching Home Alone 2, <laughs> reciting it. <laughs> but not just once, like multiple <laughs> times. And I love Home Alone 2, but it's like, why in April is Duck <laughs> sitting in this room? Well, and I don't care who gets the reference or not gets the reference. Enough will get the reference. It's like, why is he sitting in there? And then I found myself quoting Tim Curry in Home Alone 2 as well. <laughs> Home Alone 2, better than Home Alone 1. Just gonna clo- I'm going to close on that one. Like, that's my hot take. I, can't, I think yeah. that we can't do anything because I don't want to also spoil Santa Claus. And me, I think people need to go see it okay, for the thrilling climax of Do They Stop BZ and um, his Christmas flying cannonade and Christmas too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. I hope that was great to have you on. Well, thank you for having the, me. The show that you never listened to. I ha- Mitch knows I have gone and listened. In fact, I got outraged because Joe was shit talking the Pac Man. Santa comes to Packland. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of heat with me, Joe James. <laughs> a lot of heat. I won't have a bad word said about that. I watch it every year. Is that your start? Do you have a no, routine? Uh, nah, uh, Is no. Is there one thing that you... St- no, oh, yeah, well, the wiggle's always Christmas with you. Because, yeah. Connor, I've got a special needs son. And he can just watch the same stuff over and over. And poor who he... I don't think he quite understands why does it all just stop, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm getting to watch... My favourite thing musically, he loves It's Always Christmas With You. He would watch it 
from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on repeat mm-hmm. if you let him. And he still cackle at Captain Feathersaw doing Ding Dong Merrily on High. Like he laughs every single time. But I just wonder what, what does he think when it all stops? I think he must be a bit bummed because you drive around and there's lights and stuff like it's like it's a good it's a good time of year. And you know, I'm looking forward. We always have our catch ups where we go out for dinner and then mm-hmm. we go check out the lights. As long as there's no um, fights at the restaurant. Well, I'll listen, that's in for another podcast. It's just it's just fun. And I'm sorry to those like I know I can be a, a, a shithead about it, but like and people think I'm trolling. I genuinely love Christmas. And I'm sorry for those that don't, because I get it can be stressful. It's hard with families. It's hard with that. But like my perspective of it is life's really hard. If I can just make this time fun, no matter what, it can't be taken from me. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, and some have tried. <laughs> and it's like, it can't, like, if I've worked in retail and been happy that they started playing the carols. And work have, because I'm in a new position at work now, I work day shift now, and they've been warned I'm a Christmas lover. <laughs> and it's been like, are you really going to put up a tree? And I'm like, watch me. At work? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'll put a tree on my desk, just a small tree. Yeah. And, I'm thinking of getting a portable Bluetooth speaker. I've got a lot of carols in my playlist. I'm ready to go. But I I am mindful of people have genuine reasons for not liking Christmas. But if you feel like being a Grinch, that's cool. But don't rain on my parade. Yep. You know, my Adelaide Christmas pageant parade. Well, that's one of my earlier traditions, watching the Adelaide yeah. Christmas pageant. I did not know that existed. Yep. You've talked to me about that and I actually experienced it last week. You saw week. some of it last I week. I did. So It was so, so South Australian too. Yeah, so South Australia put on a, like in Melbourne we have Moomba. I suppose yep. that's a very unique thing here where we yep. have down the streets of Melbourne, there's floats and dancing and drumming troops or whatever you want to call it. All these sort of things. So I guess this is the equivalent that they do it for Christmas. And, and it's so Adelaide. And the late great Darren from Toy Power, his mm-hmm. grandfather used to be Father Christmas. And that's that it's all about him. I said to Mitch, wait till you get a wait till you get a look at Father Christmas. And Mitch is mm-hmm. like, What are you talking about? Like mm-hmm. what 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 take could they possibly yes. do? It's a hatless take. He wears a, a crown of um, a wreath of around his head. Yeah. And drinks farmers union milk. Yeah, and he's strange. got long hair and stuff. Like, it's fascinating. He was a bit out of it this year. Classic chocolate better than think well, look. <laughs> It, maybe it's time for a new Father Christmas. Like uh, I think the Santa Claus might have to kick in, okay. um, push him off a roof. Um, well, he was up high too. Like what if he did? He falls down and the body disappears, and somebody picks it up and reads the card, and all of a sudden they're gaining a lot of weight over over thing, and they get and they get a lot. Of, now what? Now we're doing the Santa Claus. James Morrison will have to like play out the last post. It was something. Go on the Nine Now app. Look up the National Farmies, Farmies Christmas pageant. Just watch that parade. Watch the musical performances and everything that happens at the end of that thing. It's so Adelaide. It's so cheap. But yeah, I love Christmas. Um, I hope you do too. If you're listening this year, you've at least got a passing interest in Christmas. If not, you just find Mitch's voice really sexy. Mm-hmm. Or you hate listening because I'm on. Yeah. We'll take your listens anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'll take like, it. just I'll take download. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So thank you very much. Thank you. And a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And Merry Christmas to everybody listening to Massive Attack, all three of you.